Culture Proof is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. If you've come to homeschooling or you're thinking of homeschooling to preserve a solid biblical worldview in your children, you should consider the curriculum we trust to help with biblical worldview formation. BJU Press Homeschool is here for you and with you as you center Christ in the education of your kids. Visit our friends today at BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com, the premier sponsor of the Culture Proof Podcast. Thanks for listening to Culture Proof. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And today we wanted to bring you in on a conversation that we had with our children recently about identity. It seems like identity is everywhere you look. Um, There are calls for people to make much about very superficial things. Like I I would say not to diminish anything that's important to people. But I think in some ways we have to kind of recalibrate what is important and why it's important, especially as we talk about identity. Yeah, definitely. And as Christians, we know first and foremost that our identity is in Christ. Yeah. And so when we make much of these other things, we make less of what we really are yes. in Christ. And so it's very important, especially for us and for our children to understand if they have professed to be ones who follow Christ, that their identity is in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so this conversation was sparked about um, just the atmosphere of America and and what it's like to live in a society or to live in a country where there are many different cultures and ethnicities represented here. And so you have the opportunity to be a part of various people groups yeah. and, and to observe how those people groups interact. And one of the things that our kids increasingly have noticed would be things like, um, you know, proud to be black or um, things like black girl magic, you know, um, these are things that just sort of, you know, make their way into, I guess, common conversation. Yeah. And in some ways they can seem innocent, mm. but for those of us who are endeavoring to live in a culture while not letting that culture live in us, mm. it could be dangerous. And we want to talk about why that might be dangerous. Mm. One of the things that's of utmost importance to us is that we make much of Christ, Amen. that we make much of his sacrifice. Now that does not mean that Christ has not caused us to live in the bodies that we live in. Right. And it doesn't mean that he has not caused us to live in the time that we live in or the borders in which we dwell, Mm -hmm. but he has done that for a purpose. And Mm -hmm. if we ever lose sight of that purpose, then what we're guilty of doing is creating an idol. Yeah. Even in our skin color, even in our culture or our ethnicity. And we are guilty of then maybe celebrating things that um, we have exalted above um, the celebration of Christ, which mm. should be, according to scripture, our first and foremost identity. That's right. He should be preeminent, you know. And man, when you think about this conversation, it's very, very important because there's mm-hmm. so many things that's pulling on our ch- our children to come this way, identify with this. Yeah. You know, this should be chief. This, this should be what you uh, celebrate. Yeah. But man, you know, the identity in Christ is first and foremost. And it's crazy because when I think about it, no matter where I go around the world, if there's a person who is in Christ, 
they are my relative. That's right. You know, we <laughs> have the same blood of Jesus Christ Amen. that has covered our sins. And so I can go anywhere. And, and it, you know, I remember being in college and it was it was cool to be a part of this or part of that. You know, they had the fraternities and sororities and things like that. But there's no family like the family of God. Yeah. You know, that no networking like the network of God, you know, the family of God. And so I think we need to really speak boldly about this uh, topic because the world is trying to say, no, this is important. Yeah. This skin color is important or this having this is important. Identifying with this group is important. But man, the most important thing is that we identify with Christ. Yeah. You know, and, and the reason, and I've been calling it um, Christ culture, the, the mm. culture of Christ, what it is to be hidden in him. Yeah. And I'm not sure that that, you know, will work for everyone. And it doesn't have to, it doesn't have right. to be something that everyone just latches on to. But for me, it feels different even from like church culture. It feels mm, different yeah. from what we have historically called Christian culture as well, because mm. I, I think that in some ways those things or those terms have taken on a uniquely American identity that, mm. that it kind of means something different to people who say it. And so whenever that happens, I find myself looking for a different way to get back to a biblical distinction, like to mm -hmm. say, no, Jesus Christ purchased me. He yeah. died so that I could have a new identity. And the culture that I have adopted as a result of that is his. Mm. It is it is the culture that Christ has purchased for me. It's not um, just an American Christian tradition. It is not a black American tradition. Um, when you think about it, and this is what we were trying to stress to our kids, right? Because the question then becomes one of, well, you know, is it is it sinful to be proud to be black? No, it is not sinful to rejoice that God has given you life and that he and his sovereignty has made you who you are. Right. However, when you exalt that above your as as the apostle Paul would put it, your reason for boasting would mm -hmm. be in Christ. Like if yeah. you exalt anything else above Christ, then yes, that is sinful. And yes, that is something that should be thrown off of us right. as part of our old nature yeah. and not consistent with a new nature in Jesus Christ, right? So you think about um, what it looks like um, for Christ culture to be your first and foremost culture mm. or what it looks like to have an identity that is uh, rooted and first and foremost expressed through the fact that you are hidden in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Well, that means that everything that makes me who I am that is of eternal significance is because of what Jesus Christ has done. Amen. Amen. Now that doesn't mean so, so of course I'm a woman and of course I'm black and I'm actually going to be both of those things for eternity. <laughs> like, like those things don't go away. Like those are not just like, Oh, those are just temporal. No, I'm, I am going to be a <laughs> black woman. I'm going to be in this skin color. Right. And I'm going to be a woman for eternity. But where I spend eternity, right, depends on the one in whom I've placed my faith and my hope and my trust, mm -hmm. okay? And then how I live in the meantime is also decided by the one in whom I've placed my faith and my hope and my trust. So what am I saying? I'm saying that, yes, I'm a black woman, but I am a certain type of black woman. 
I am, a, in other words, I'm a certain type of person, mm-hmm. and that is because of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, so all of the things that make me who I am, I am, I am not driven by the fact that I am a woman. Mm-hmm. I am not driven by the fact that I am black. I am driven. What motivates the way I interact with people, how I consider people's feelings, um, how I serve people, how I love my children, how I love my husband. None of that has anything to do with me being in this color skin. Yeah. It has everything to do with being ransomed by the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when you think about identity, you know, I think about the apostle Paul, he talked about his identity a lot. Yes. You know, and I I often think when we have this conversation as believers, if if you're like pro this or pro that, like let's say someone say I'm I'm pro black or I'm, you know, black and proud or whatever it may be. I would think if you're in Christ, what you would want for those who look like you, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. is that they would know Christ as well. Amen. That would be first and foremost. If you really, I love this, you know, this type of person or whatever it may be. And I'm thinking about Romans chapter nine, Mm. when Paul says, I am telling the truth in Christ. I am not lying that my conscience testifies with me in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing grief in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed, separated from Christ for the sake of my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom belongs the adoption as sons and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the temple service and the promises, whose are the fathers and from whom is the Christ according to the flesh, uh, who is uh, over all God blessed forever. Amen. So he really want his kinsmen to know Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, that that should be first and foremost. If you have this great love because of these people, what we should be saying is, okay, man, I want them to know Christ. And when you know Christ, we you see that all that other stuff fades to the background yeah. anyway. You know, it's not as important as you, as we may make it out to be. And, and man, just to have that type of heart that, man, I want my people, if you want to say my people, because our people are the, the brothers and sisters in Christ. But if you're talking about people in the flesh, like your skin and, and color, Paul identified his people his, his according kinsmen, to the flesh. Yeah. Israelites, yeah. he said. But he will, he wanted them to know what he knew. Yes. That was of the most uh, importance to him. That's and right. that should be our heart when we think about identity. We identi- identify with Christ and we know that Christ saved us. We're born again because of his blood. And man, we should want others to know that as well and to experience that. And, you know, it's interesting that you even would put it that way, because when when you read the scriptures and you go back to a biblical worldview, meaning everything that we see and the way that we engage is filtered through the authority of the word of God, believing that it is totally and completely mm-hmm. authoritative. Um, if we are professing Christians, there's a reason for our ethnicity. And and I think yeah. that so many people have detached the reason for our ethnicities and the reason for our, our nationalities from the biblically expressed purpose of it. So first and foremost, God glorifies himself in the, the nations, mm-hmm. like he glorifies his, himself um he glorifies himself in the display of 
people groups all across and all around this world, right? But he does that for a purpose. So yes, God glorifies himself, but he also does this so that men will seek after him. And we find this in Acts chapter 17, verse 26. And this is the apostle Paul addressing the men um, at Areopagus. And it's it's such a profound statement that he makes. Um, I'm going to start at uh, verse 26. Um, The apostle Paul says this by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is made from one man, every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation, that they would seek God, if perhaps they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. Mm-hmm. So the reason that we have our ethnicities mm-hmm. and the reasons that we the, the reason that we have our nationalities the reason you are born in the decade down to the year That's that right. you are born is so that you will seek after God. It is so that you will come to know him. Now, the tragedy in all of that is not so much that, you know, oh, I never really get to celebrate my ethnicity. Like that's not (laughs) tragic, right? Right, right? The tragedy in all of that is that man, from the beginning, from the beginning, there have been so many people who have missed that purpose. Mm. They have they have missed the purpose, the reason that they exist. They have not sought after God, mm. and they have not come to know Him. So now let's fa- let's fast forward, okay, through millennia, and let's make it to 21st century America. If you are a proud American, yeah, look, it's great to be proud of where you live. It's great to be proud of where God has caused you to dwell. Um, but it's almost a vain pride if it's not attached to the fact Mm. that because of living here and living in the time that you live in, you know Christ. Like if, if you detach a knowledge from God, from where you live, what your ethnicity is, even the time that you live in, then it really is just vanity. It's, Mm. it's something that is very superficial and not at all eternally noteworthy. (laughs) Like if you miss, if, and, and I, I say this, you know, maybe this is not the best way to word it, But if you miss heaven, who cares that you are American? Mm, Like, like, I don't, I don't, I just don't know that where we spend eternity apart from God. And I'm trying to be just careful here. We recently did shows where we talked about the realities of hell. But if you spend your eternity separated from God, do you think that it matters that you were Nigerian? <laughs> do do you think that it matters right. that you were Brazilian? You know what I mean? Or Ecuadorian? Like it, it doesn't matter because right. the reality is that, that, that soul that sinned apart from repenting and coming to the knowledge of Jesus Christ now is destroyed. Mm. So, so the ultimate purpose for our identities and the ultimate purpose for, you know, how God designed us and who, who we are Mm -hmm. is so that we will seek after him. And this is something that we have to impart to our children. This is especially, and I'm going to tell you, we are working against the grain in the culture that we live in because our culture wants us to make much of superficiality all the time. Like our, our culture wants us to care deeply about Man. nonsense, right? you know? Right. So I know I can hear the question now and I just want to address it. Mm-hmm. I can hear the question. Well, how do you teach your kid when your kid has existed in a culture that has made your kid and yourself feel like, um, you know, there's something wrong with your hair or there's mm. something wrong with the color of your skin or the width of your nose or 
you know, the fullness of your lips. And and I have heard these arguments before. Well, listen, I'm, I don't need to consult critical social justice to find my answer here, right? Because I can go back to God's word, which tells me that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. That's Look, right. the defense that we have against what is cultural rebellion is going to be able to apply to everyone regardless of skin color. Mm. So, so if I've got to talk to my kids um, and tell them something that I couldn't tell white kids, <laughs> then I'm probably giving them something that is temporal and not eternal. That's good. If, if, if what I share with my kids can only be shared with my kids because they are black and they have a unique struggle, mm. right? Then mm. I'm probably giving them something that is a temporal tidbit that is not worth the paper that I would write it on. Yeah. So what I want to do is I want to share with them the eternal truths of God's word. Amen. I want to say you are fearfully and wonderfully made that yes. you were knit together in my womb. That yes. the Lord gave you your nose and he gave you your <laughs> eyes and he gave you your mouth and he gave you your hair. So mm. why do you rejoice in it? Not because it's connected to blackness. That's you right. rejoice in it because the sovereign maker gave it to you. That's right. That's and right. I can say that to my kids and I can say that to white kids and Asian kids and Hispanic kids. And why? Because that is eternally true. That's and what that we points have to, to the give. maker. That's what we have to give our children. I would say now more than ever. We have to be uh, very intentional about that type of conversation yeah. because the culture is really pushing the other way. And so I think that type of um, conversation and giving them eternal truths, you know, is very, very beneficial and has to be done. We can't be lazy about that. That's right. And you brought up the point about even being uh, proud to be an American. I think even in that, we forget why America even exists. Mm, that's a great point. The reason, you know, is it's it's really to me, it's almost like a um a, a picture of when God told the children of Israel that like he was trying to get uh, get them out of Egypt so that they could worship. Yes. That's Man, right. I feel like America was made so that we could worship. Mm. You know, I feel yeah. like it's the same. I'm not and look, I'm not equating America with with Israel. I'm not saying that. Very good. But I'm saying yeah. that there's some similarities. I think, man, the reason that we even exist is to glorify God. Mm -hmm. Is to prop, uh, propagate the gospel around the world. Yeah. You know? And so the thing the thing is, we talk about being proud to be an American and things like that. Man, I think we really forget the reasoning behind that is, is man, so we can glorify God. Amen. So we can glorify God. Man, these are the things we need to tell our children. You know, yes, that, that can be a proud to be this or that. But as long as it's tied to because we get to glorify God. Amen. We're free to worship him. We, I, like, you know what I'm saying? We're free to worship him. I know, I know that people feel like, you know, well, well, like, that's silly. You know, like we, we don't want to think about that, but I think it's because we're not accustomed to making much of God. Mm -hmm. We're not. So it almost, I would say for a person who's listening to this podcast and you're black, you feel like, well, you know, I want to just celebrate me. Like, why do I need to... <laughs> But listen to yourself. Listen to what you're saying. <laughs> like, listen like, to really? what you're saying. And so for the person who bristles at like, well, I'm a proud American. Like, you know, it's God and country. And I put it on the same level. It's God and country. <laughs> when uh, in the history of human events has God ever been put on the same level with anything ever? <laughs> like, like when, like when have we ever, like the Lord God most high 
is in a category all by himself. Yeah. So he's not God and country. Like, look him up. Mm. Like, you you <laughs> won't find that. And But we have normalized that, right? If we exalt God to where he ought to be, to where he alone deserves to be, we actually make better citizens. Mm. Like, do you, I mean, do a survey, right? Like, the biggest patriots, like the most reliable, the most dependable patriots are those who have a right fear of God. Mm. They, they, they recognize and they understand that the Lord God is sovereign. So they don't put God on the same level as country. Now, a lot of people talk in these terms, but that's a, just sort of like a hurrah. Yeah. Right. It's right. a social media post, God and country. Like, what do you No, It's God, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's the Lord God most high and he alone deserves to be in that place. Mm. You know, I'm reminded and we were reminded of this as we were talking to our kids about it um, over the weekend. But when you look at um, a person who had an identity that would have given him a reason to boast, it was the Apostle Paul. And <laughs> and he even talked about this, right? Like right. he, you know, in other words, and I love the Bible so much, like we could try to clean it up and, and we could, but we would do ourselves a disservice and we would dishonor the word of God. His word can be trusted. Um, but basically the Apostle Paul's like, look, I'm better than you. Like, you know, <laughs> of the flesh, I'm better than you. Okay, here's here's who I am. And 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 people are like, where is that, Miki? Show me where that is in scripture, gladly. <laughs> so in Philippians chapter three, here is the Apostle Paul. I'm gonna start at verse four, right? And, and guys, like when we point this out to our kids and we show how the Apostle Paul makes a case for his identity according to the flesh, mm-hmm. okay? This is who I am according to the flesh. But I'm going to show you what all of this means to me in light of knowing Christ. Mm. God has not left us without a biblical defense for the positions that we take in culture. All right. Just follow his lead. And even as you read that, I think we need to really understand the weight that they put on who they were yes, as Jews. That's good. You know, because he's going to talk about his family, like where he came from and, and you know, man, all of that stuff. And But they put a great weight. And look, as as Americans and as black people, as white people, whatever, we, sometimes we put a great weight as you know on our ethnicity and things like that. But he put, man, the Jewish people, they had a great affinity for who they were. What tribe. And, yeah, what yeah. tribe and who they stu- studied under and Come what, on. you know, all this stuff. And so you'll hear that and you'll also hear what the Apostle Paul is saying as a feature of knowing Christ now, where that stuff belongs now. (laughs) Mm, That's so good. Okay, I'm going to read it because it's so good, right? So here is Philippians chapter 3. I'm going to start at verse 4. The Apostle Paul writes, By the leading of the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. although I myself might have confidence even in the flesh, if anyone else has a mind to put confidence in the flesh, I far more. (laughs) I'm better. I'm better than you. Like, guys, like you. (laughs) Okay, come on. All right. I'm better than you. Um, Verse five, he says, circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, Mm. as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness, which is in the law, found blameless. But whatever things were gained to me, those Mm. things I have counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Now, let me let me just say something. Let me pause there. He says, whatever things were gained to me. So so he acknowledges that there was a natural mm-hmm. sort of gain to what mm-hmm. he could boast the in. Yeah. There was a benefit there. Mm-hmm. He could say, hey, that that was a benefit for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. right? But now, <laughs> as we continue, here's verse 8. More than that, 
I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but Hmm. rubbish so that I may gain Christ and be found in him, Hmm. not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. Verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Mm. There's a theme there, right? And the theme is um, I'm better than you. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because I want to know Christ. Mm. I want to be found in him. All of the things that made me better than you, all of the things that I looked upon with pride and said, I'm really good because I'm this. Mm-hmm. I'm really good because I'm this. I'm the greatest because I'm this. I'm the best because I'm this. This pride, that pride, right? The apostle Paul is saying, shut it all down. None of it matters. In fact, it is rubbish. Mm. Because we are found in Christ. So whatever things were gained to us according to the flesh, we now count that as a loss. Now, if you hear that and you have an identity, in addition to your identity as a Christian, because we have them, I'm first and foremost a Christian. Christian. I'm also a mom. I'm also Mm -hmm. a wife. Mm -hmm. Yes, I happen to be black. I happen to be a woman. These things are all a part of the identities that I have. I live in America. So what I'm saying to you is, If you have an identity in addition to your identity as a Christian that you feel like I can't count any of those things as loss, (laughs) then you have an idol. Yeah. You have an idol and it's sin. It's sin. And the Lord calls it out. The Lord calls it out. So as we talk to our kids about, you know, the things like, you know, black girl magic and you talk about, um, being black and being proud and, you know, um, because it's everywhere in the air, black and brown people and celebrate black mm-hmm. and brown people. And so, you know, your kids are going to have questions about this. And even if your kids are not, as the culture calls them, black or brown, they hear it. Right. And so they're like, wait a minute, like, how how should I view that? How should I think about that? We need to show up with a biblical apologetic. Amen. We, we need to show up and say, we celebrate and we love all people because they are made in the image of God. Amen. We celebrate all people because all people display the glory of God. They are the works, the unique works of his hands. The Lord God has woven them together in their mother's wombs. So yes, all people are worthy to be like, hey, this is great. Look at what God has done. Like mm-hmm. these people have worth and they have value, but we don't exalt people or diminish people just because of the color of their skin. Right, right. Like, it works in both ways. Yeah, and if you're looking at, at the Bible, at the Word, you know, you, we ought to do good to all people. Yes. All people have value and work, like you're saying, but the Bible also says, especially those of the household of faith. Once again, you see that there's a difference <laughs> in that identity of being a Christian, a fellow brother or sister. And so if you want to put, you know, just a stock on something and be like, hey, this is important. Man, it's important how we treat others in the body of Christ. Yes. Now, we do good to everyone. Yes. Because we're believers. You know, we we do good to everyone, but especially to those who belong to the family. And so our identity is in Christ. And so our brothers and sisters are, you know, man, we prefer them. We we like, we they 
are ones that we, you know, esteem, you know. And that's, so are you saying, are you saying yeah. if it comes down to a job opening that I learn about yeah. and my cousin is looking for a job, mm -hmm. but also and, and is not a Christian, but mm -hmm. is my cousin, is my blood relative yeah. and my sister in mm -hmm. the Lord, mm -hmm. who's not a blood, a natural blood relative, mm -hmm. right? Natural blood relative. But my sister in the Lord is also looking for a job. Yeah. Are are you saying <laughs> that I tell the sister before I tell the cousin? <laughs> is that is that what you're telling me right now? I know that sounds pretty, you know, like wow. Man, blood thicker than Can water. Can I tell you point but, blank? That's what I would do. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, but people would hear and be like, "No, blood is uh, thicker." Well, yeah, the blood is. of Jesus Christ. It is thicker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but yeah, you know, yes, we look to bless those in the family, like yeah. like, and I'm talking about the family of God. And it's not that you just look at your biological family and don't care for them. Of look, course. Look, even Jesus was like, "Who are my mother and my brother? Yeah, those who do the will of my father." He was like, you know, because they were like, "Jesus, your mother, your brother, they're, they're here. looking for you." And he's like man you know even jesus said you know the same thing that his and, family are those yes. who are doing the will of god they yes. are those who are part of this new family yes. right yes. it's amazing and so it's not a disregard for those loved ones we have that are not born again we should desire that they would be born again because yeah. we love them but at the same time, we understand that we are a part of a family, the family of God. We've been separated out, you know, and it's 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 a, it's the family of God. And yeah. so that, you know, make no bones about that. I feel like my right? cousin, I feel like my cousin is listening and is like, that's why I never got that call back. <laughs> that's why. No, listen, if we take God's word seriously, we mm. will live differently. Yeah. This this is what it is to be culture proof. Like this is what it is to live in a culture where everything around you is um, tempting you and inviting you to turn away from the truth that you have received. But we've got to say no. We mm -hmm. don't we don't want to be stained by this world. Look, it's not easy to have these conversations with our kids. Um, it's not easy to constantly have to redirect them because the messages are everywhere. Um, our country has a history and has a past that can often be brought up um, and, and be brought up apart from a fear of God's word, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just, you're having conversations in all sorts of directions where nobody's bringing in like, and I say nobody, it's just to make a point. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that not anyone is doing it, but very few people are humbly going before the Lord and saying, how do we have this conversation? How do we talk about it? It's like people have taken their positions and even those, you know, like we tell our kids, there are some conservatives that, um, that they may enjoy listening to. Mm -hmm. And we have to remind them this person is not a Christian yeah. who is a conservative. Right. So right. while you can listen to some of this commentary and it might be thoughtful and mm. maybe you can get some insight from it, be careful that you think just because the person identifies as a conservative that you're getting wisdom. Right. Right. Like wisdom comes from the Lord. Amen. So those who are the Lord's have wisdom. Like mm. the Lord has given wisdom to his people. Right. And so we want to make sure that we understand when we have these conversations, we recognize um, what's bombarding our kids, what they're thinking about, what mm. they're being told to think about. We want to make sure that we bring that wisdom into the conversation, Amen. that we are actively culture proofing our kids. You can only do this in light of the gospel. You can only do this as you filter your daily living through the word of God. I mean, Amen. this is what it is to have a biblical worldview. And ultimately, this is what it is to be culture proof. Amen. Amen. So if you ask, you know, <laughs> is there a preference in the family of God? Yes, there is. We look to, <laughs> we look to, you know, we look to bless those who are in the family. We identify with Christ. 
Christ has done what he's done to save us. And so because of that, we are in him. We are in him. We're covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are in him. And so our identity is in him. He's preeminent. He's preeminent. And man, I don't, this is one of those topics where I feel like we don't have to make any excuses about or any disclaimers. No, we are in Christ. Amen. And that's our identity. That's right. Let me say one other thing. I just had a thought, like in the illustration, and I said that as a joke. I didn't have a cousin or sister <laughs> in the Lord. That was just a joke, right? Um, and and also just to illustrate the point. But let me say this. Um, there is a conversation to be had around who is better qualified for oh, the yeah. job. Okay. Well, yeah, like we, just we take into all account things equal. That, yeah, okay. things are equal. <laughs> they, they both do a great job. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. We're not saying that you can just you can be a slacker. And I'm going to choose you because, because, <laughs> because you're, you're a Christian. No. No. And if you are a slacker, That's, let me say, I'm coming for you. Right. And I'm coming for you with the word. Like, exactly. why are you slacking exactly. and bringing shame to the name of the Lord? Like, yes. come on. Yes. I hope better. that would be understood. No. Everything is equal. All things equal. Yes. Yeah. All right. Look, when we resist those cultural trends that rival the truth, we remain culture proof. Until next time, Lord willing. God bless. God bless.